It's Friday, April 1st, and you're listening to a brand new episode of the Julian Dion Comedy Hour podcast. On today's episode, the Tommy Lama stops by Lemon Press Studios to spread his message. That and more starts now. Yes, yes, welcome to the Julian Dion Comedy Hour Podcast, coming at you as always from Lemon Press Studios in the Distillery District, downtown Toronto. Hi, 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 hi. It's late Friday, almost minutes from technically being Saturday, April 2nd. Uh, how you doing? How's your week? You been good? Oh, good. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad. Uh, I shouldn't be, I should be more sound conscious, noise conscious, conscience, conscious, because I'm uh, here in Lemon Press Studios, and of course, uh, you know, I've talked about the paper thin walls here, because it's an old industrial building, and um, some of these units were big, like double wide industrial units, 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 and they were uh, split with uh, little thin paper walls, basically. I feel like I'm in Japan with, uh, you know, the, the paper walls they have over there in the Japanese, in the Japan land. All right. Did, did I ever tell you my idea for a Japanese restaurant? So hear me out. It's a Japanese restaurant where as soon as you're sat, you're brought like a pitcher of water with water glasses. Let's say there's three people, three water glasses, and like a bowl of um, lemons for lemon water. But you squeeze your own lemons into your water. They don't provide the service for you. They just provide you the tools and you do it for yourself. And wait for it. The restaurant is called Japanesey Lemon Squeezy. Drink, drink that in for a minute. Yeah, that ki- it kind of fits coming at you from Lemon Press Studios. Maybe Lemon Press Studios will be able to relocate at uh, up- upstairs from Japanesey Lemon Squeezy. We'll ke- Is that being racist in any way? No. Well, how about this one? I have this idea for a Chinese restaurant. Okay, hear me out. Only male servers. Okay, only male servers, and you're, once you're sat, nobody comes to you unless you have to take your silverware and hit it against your glassware. You, may, you have to make a sound, like a, a, a you know, a, against, like how you get a couple to kiss at a wedding. That's how you get service. And the name of the restaurant is called Chinky Chinky Chinaman. 
That one's racist. I agree. All right. Um, welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, speaking of the paper-thin walls, I realized that I think I might hate actors. If not hate, loathe. Uh, because this is the this is the thing. Like I said, these walls are paper thin here, and I've talked about this before. How the unit next to so it's mainly there's a lot of photography studios, art studios. There's a couple of audition spaces here uh, in this building, but some people live here, and the space next to me is some sort of uh, I guess somebody lives in there. They're actors, and what ends up happening is they do these rehearsals. And I've talked about it on the podcast before, where every once in a while there'll be a note on the door, a little post-it note on their door saying rehearsal in progress, and it's a full-on domestic dispute. It's been a scene they're rehearsing for, I don't know how many months, like six months, at least six months, and it's just horrible screams of, of domestic abuse. And they warned us before, so they're like, and I still think it's like a cop, it's like a cop-out, it's like someone just... <laughs> Excuse me, this guy just found a way to go to town uh, on his wife uh, with everyone in the building being cool because it's six months, it's going on for six months, and the scene is just horrendous. It's like the woman's like screaming, No, 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 and he's like, Shut the fuck up, fuck, and it's just like the most, the worst energy. And I don't care, even if it is a rehearsal, it's just, it's as if I'm in the room and it's just screams on top of their lungs, and it's this negative, horrible energy. And I just can't stand, and I, and I try to get some work done here, and, and as you know, uh, and because I've been doing interviews here, and then you'll hear, we'll hear it, we'll have to stop, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's the neighbors rehearsing this one scene for months, I don't, I don't understand. And at first I thought, like I said before, I thought it might have been just a cop-out, he found some sort of loophole to, to get away with it in the building, him or her, and... Um, but I can actually hear there's other people there and they're critiquing. They're they're like doing the scene with like, because people clap at the end. I heard yesterday for the first time I heard people clap. So I'm like, oh, there's other people there. Unless you just have friends that are really into that. Uh, but I got fed up yesterday and I'm here by myself at the studio. And I decided to fuck with them a little bit. So I have a Bose uh, sound link, like a mini, Bose mini speaker. So And if you put it right in the corner of the unit here, it's as if you're in the other room. Because you can actually see light come through in the corner. It's not quite sealed properly. You can see. So obviously, if light's coming through, sound's coming through, everything. So I went and um, I picked up this little sound effect online. Here, here. Right? Little baby crying. I thought I'd meet their negative noise with negative, just piercing crying right here it is kicks off again i just youtubed baby crying sounds like it's driving me nuts right now just listening to this because this baby's clearly upset right so i put this uh this on my bose sound link mini i put it right in the corner of the unit and again please note i'm by myself doing this i'm just alone in the unit and then I hear them stop the scene because I'm thinking, fuck it. They're sending negative energy my way. It's just such the sound of a domestic dispute. It's nothing. I don't care if it's a rehearsal. It's just over and over. They're slamming doors. It's too much. So I play this, uh, this sound effect. And this is why I say I think I loathe actors or just anybody that takes themselves too seriously. All right. Because I, I, I do some acting. I'm an actor. 
myself. I'm a baby at it, but it doesn't matter. I just don't take myself to... I take the craft seriously. Sure, I respect it. And it's something it's hard to do. And you have to... You know, I respect it in the sense that I realize that it takes training and discipline to, to really master and become good and great at it. But taking oneself too seriously is... It makes me want to throw up. So I play this sound effect. They stop. They stop and the guy goes, I'm oh, sorry, I can't... I can't concentrate. Sorry. I think I hear a baby and the woman that lives there is like, no, no, there's, I don't think there's a baby in the building or at least in the, in the uh, adjacent units. So we're good. But she's like, this is the, again, and it always comes back to them. They take, take shit way too fucking serious. They're, they're like, all right, so, uh, well, this is an ultimate test. Use it. Use the baby crying. All right. Use that raw energy. And it's a real challenge to, to learn your lines. Okay. Step up to the plate. Engage with it. Engage with the energy and, and rise above it and, and grow. And I'm listening. I can hear this because obviously it's like we're in the same room. And I just about threw up on my Bose uh, mini speaker. And then so I figured, okay, baby crying isn't going to stop them, uh, or at least it's kind of like empowering them in some reason. So then I start playing this. Okay, so I went on uh, Pornhub.com, and I searched Loud Screamer. That's it. And this video came up from DesperateAmateurs.com. <laughs> and I'm playing this really loud, okay? She's screaming. I'm I'm in the corner. I'm kind of laughing. I'm because I'm waiting to see what, how they're gonna spin this, how they're gonna use this. At least I'm just hoping that they'll stop, or not even stop. Just at least acknowledge that if they can hear me, I can hear them, and maybe that it'll make them even either just be a little more quiet and considerate of other people in the unit or in the building, because clearly, I mean, they're slamming doors, they're going out in the hallways, they're screaming. It's disturbing, literally. And, uh, well, just literally, it's disturbing on every level, basically. I can't get work done, and it's fucking me, like, psychologically. It's this horrible, it's this horrible domestic d dispute. So I play the, the loud screamer clip, and then they stop again, and the guy goes, the guy stops the scene, he's like, I'm sorry, again, I can't concentrate. What's, what's going on over here? Am I hearing, am I hearing two people having sex? And she's like, yes, the person, the teacher, yes, you are. That's, uh, and then he goes, who, who does that? Who goes from crying baby to then having sex? And this is where the loathing comes into place. This is how self-centered it becomes. She goes, the instructor goes, you know what? You're doing that. They're getting off on your energy. They can sense the raw power coming from this unit. And they're, you're creating this in a sense. You're getting them off. You're making it irresistible for them to, they can't contain their animal instincts because they can hear the power, the energy, the, the realness coming from over here. And again, it's a, it's a test. It's a great lines test. You need to, to just push through and do it. And so then they keep, I keep playing it. I played it for like 20 straight minutes. Then they start yelling even louder. And then the guy stops again, and he's self-congratulatory. He's like, yeah, I felt it there. There, I was just raw. I, I was, it gave me energy. I went above. He's like, yes, they're using your energy. You use it right back. And she goes, I saw something in you just now. I saw it. You rose to a level I've never seen before. It was real, raw power. And I'm thinking, are you fucking kidding? You? you got to be kidding me. Are you not hearing yourselves? 
And then so I keep doing it, and he stops again, and he goes, I'm sorry, should I go over there? I'm not scared of going over there. And again, this is where the next level of self-centeredness comes into play. I'm like, really? What if it is really two people fucking, and you're, you know, you're doing your acting thing, you're being a thespian, which again, I respect, just don't take yourself too seriously, okay? It's kind of, it's it's upsetting, because all when, when it's that serious, you're taking it you're taking yourself, not the craft, but yourself that seriously and you can't see the humor of somebody like obviously, obviously trying to fuck with you. You're so self-involved that you think they're bothering me uh, practicing my craft. They'll understand if I march over there and tell them to break up the lovemaking. They'll get it because I am an actor. If I go there and I say, excuse me, hi, I'm uh, trying to do my thing and you're fucking with my craft. We should stop, like, as if the two people fucking be like, oh my God, you're an actor? You're doing your thing? I'm so sorry. Yeah, oh my God, geez, please. No, no, forgive us. We'll wait till you guys are done. I couldn't believe it when I was hoping he was going to come over. I was going to answer the door buck naked. Like, just stark naked, be like, yeah, can I help you? I just, ah, it was driving me nuts. I thought I would, I would, I would get to them, but instead I was somehow empowering them. They're like, yes. Use it. Improvise it. Use it in the scene. I can feel your energy. You're stepping up. They're feeding off your energy. You're creating this. The raw power. You're pushing. You're pushing. You're. Pu I'm like, are you fucking... So I guess the lesson is don't take yourself too seriously. Lighten the fuck up and realize that there are other people around. It's not all about you, okay? No matter what, what it is that you do. Um, so, and just, yeah, just, I mean, t I feel like I was p pretty obvious that I was fucking with them, with the baby crying, and then straight to the obscene, like, the porn was just over the top, uh, crazy, and they're like, anyway, let me just go straight to my guest, because this is quite the fascinating, eye-opening interview, and I really hope that you take it in, because I'm sure, uh, if you really listen, you will take something from it and gain, uh, your life will be richer for it. And uh, basically this guy, he's a veteran of the stand-up comedy game, as, as I will get into in a little bit. But uh, then he's transitioned into the world of self-discovery and self-help. And I got to tell you, since he's been to the studio, there's a newfound energy in here. It's, uh, it's, uh, he's cleansed the air. He's cleansed my spirit in a way, despite my cynical rant about my loud acting neighbors, domestic dispute acting neighbors. Other than that, um, I feel renewed as a person, and I owe it all to this uh, this next interview. So I want you to really enjoy it. Uh, it's a good one. It's one for the books, that's for sure. So without further ado, let me get right to it. Uh, enjoy now my chat with the Tommy Lama. You and me belong, just like the flowers, laughing all day long. People, I need to lose, sing a little song. Then take a shower, Julian Dion, comedy New sponsor alert. I'm excited about this one. Toronto listeners, a GTA, great tour. Toronto area. This one is for you. Via Norte restaurant located at 983 College Street. Two-time recipient of the Mark of Excellence Top Choice Award. This place offers you the best Portuguese and Mediterranean cuisine in the city. I got to tell you, I've been here myself, and it's the food is absolutely incredible. Chef Zemanuel Alvig, he just nails it. He brings you the ambiance, the feel, the food. Nobody's more passionate 
than this guy. And not only is it an incredible restaurant, but also the new home of the Julian Dion Comedy Hour live shows coming at you every single Wednesday starting April 13th. That's right. The show is back after just over a year hiatus. We're back coming at you every Wednesday at Via Norte Restaurant located 983 College Street. Bring a date. Get yourself out there. Open Monday through Saturday. Via Norte Restaurant 983 College Street here in Toronto. Do it. Do it. Today. This paid for service announcement has been brought to you by the Tommy Lama, author of the best selling book, The Cellophane Prophecies How to Wrap Up Your Life and Keep Things Fresh. More than two copies have been sold in over 40 countries. One man with double vision has exposed the secrets of demotivation, thus relieving you of the burden of material possessions such as your home and life savings. If you were successful prior to this presentation, this man can change that. The Tommy Lama has over 30 years experience sharing his secret knowledge with millions of unsatisfied clients worldwide. Don't delay. Watch these excerpts from his live self-help series. Tony Robbins tells you the secret to success is to never give up. Loser. The best way to fail is to try. I'm undefeated in water polo. Because I never played water polo. Those that tell you the glass is half empty, I say you break that glass and cut them. <laughs> I have advised many people to drink before going to work. Those that have listened have been so successful. They were told they could go home early. <laughs> You want to move up that corporate ladder? Wear a Bluetooth headset. Now he's looking at me, he's going, well, hey, Tommy, what if my phone's not connected to a Bluetooth? So what? I don't even have a phone. We're two Bluetooth headsets. For only $9.99 a month, you will receive a lifetime membership to the Secret Society of the Tommy Lama. If you subscribe now, you'll receive a free autographed copy of his exclusive mugshot as it appears in post offices around the country. That, of course, is my guest that you just heard there. He sits across from me in Lemon Press Studios. And man, what can I say about this being? Well, before seeing the light, before before being enlightened, if you will, before evolving to a much higher dimension than you or I, uh, he's been a veteran of the stand-up comedy game for over 20 years. And now he's an ordained comedian and life coach 
to the stars, rivaling uh, such people as Tony Robbins and Deepak Chopra. Originally from Brooklyn, New York, now makes his home in Los Angeles. You may recognize him from his many television and commercial appearances over the years. His comedy can be widely heard all over Sirius XM satellite radio. He's appeared uh, several times on the Bob and Tom radio show. And he's brought laughter, hope, enlightenment all over the world, entertaining the troops in such places as Afghanistan, Guantanamo Bay, Japan, South Korea, the UK, Germany, Belgium, the Netherlands, Honduras, Ecuador, and Belarus, and the list goes on. I do mean all over the world. And he's here in Toronto in Lemon Press Studios. He sits across from me. I am unworthy, the great Tommy Lama. Namaste. Namaste to you. How are you? Good. Om Shanti Om. Yes. To all those listening. Uh, thank you, first of all, for doing the podcast. I appreciate it. My pleasure. And I just want to say that uh, basically, the great Tommy Lama, that's who you are. And a lot of people may think that it's a character that you're doing. Now, this is not a character. This is this is a, a place that you've evolved to. You spread your message all over the world, and which we'll we'll get into. So, if you could just maybe address that first of all, and distance yourself from Tommy Savitt, uh, you know the comedian. Well, let me start. That it's not a character. Right. It's real. It's real. It's real. But I, I can understand if you're not on my dimension, in which I'm in the fifth dimension, you may not be able to see that. So you're. You're looking at it from a very myopic point of view. I understand that. Not everyone's on the same level. Right. Okay, but that's not the point. However, what I'm doing is uh, the gestalts, okay, uh, of what's going on in this in this country, Canada, and the United States, actually all over the world, I am tapping into the undercurrent, the untapped uh, je ne sais quoi of self-help, that people, new age, and I'm tackling all the forms of it and amalgamating it into one. That is why I am a one-stop holistic shop right. up there. Right. So it's a healing process. In comedy, I use comedy as a form of healing for the people. Will Will you be able to heal me of, of what ails me? I'm able to do... I'm incredible, by the way, as you know. Yeah, I, uh, I do know firsthand. You, 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 first of all... These amateurs like Tony Robbins and Dr. Phil, they can't shine my shoes, okay? Uh, Deepak Chopsticks, they give uh, bad advice. They uh, make you pay big money. Okay, so Tony, like little Tony, right? He, he, You graduate from his seminar, and what happens? How do you prove that you graduated? You walk on the coals, right? Ooh, right? Well, let me tell you something what happens in my class after my, okay? I have them walk on coals while they're still in the bag. Well, yeah, there you go. And okay. Next level. Next ne- level. Who does that? No one. You, you. I gotta guarantee you are the only one that does it. When did you see the light? When did you become Tony Lama? When were you reborn, in a sense? Well, it's the Tommy Lama. My mother uh, abandoned the me. Tommy Lama. My mother right. abandoned me when I was thirty. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I went for self discovery. I uh, so I went to a uh, a shelter for men called Hooters, uh, where I was hoping to uh, find fulfillment and get nursed back to health. It didn't work out. And that's when I went uh, to meditate to the landfills of New Jersey, now known as Giant Stadium. And I was greeted by a spirit. What kind of meditation? Trans meditation? Like what, what? 
intercontinental. Intercontinental, yeah, all right. intercontinental meditation. And uh, there was an apparition that stood before me, the great Maharashi Yamaha Suzuki Toyota. I don't know if you're familiar with him, but he came to me. And that's when I knew I had the power. And, I, you know, I was in and out of near-death experiences at the time due to starvation and, and inhaling whippets. What, what in that appearance made you realize you had the power? Was it just the, the, the vision itself or did you receive a message? Well, as I laid passed out on the landfill due to malnourishment um, and pesticides, I had apparitions before me. Um, so I was, I went, I went, I traveled to the fifth dimension is what I'm trying to tell you. And they were about to take me and they said, I have a role in this world and that is to help others. And so instead of using my power on womanizing, which I was doing beforehand, uh, you know, doing stand up comedy, uh, to support my landfill lifestyle, uh, I used my power for good now where I gave away, I, I stopped doing my past, and now I go and I give healing. I, I rearrange energy. You've seen it, what I do. It's miracles. I've cured people of, of the common cold. It's incredible what happens. People have been transformed. You talk about the fifth dimension. Is, is this something you can access? Are you constantly uh, living from, from that perspective? Explain to the listener and myself that I'm not enlightened enough. I can't reach the fifth dimension. So tell me a little bit about, well, about what that entails. Well, I'm a time traveler. Mm -hmm. I'm a time traveler. I'm able to leave. Like, as I'm speaking to you right now, my spirit uh, could be leaving me right now uh, and helping others. I'll right. give you a story. Uh, I was... Uh, I, I had a, a, a sister... And she was going to be stillborn. And the, and the voices told me. So my, my spirit left my body and went into my mother's belly. And I rearranged her organs. And now because of that kind of movement, I have now have a sister. So you are, I saved her life. Saved her life. Yeah. So like, that's what I do. You travel. Yeah, I, I went into my mom's womb. And I just did a little rearrangement. That's what I do in the, in the workshops that, you know, at the comedy clubs. It's the same kind of thing. Like I'm doing, me I, I multitask is what I'm trying to tell you. Right. And as most men can't even multitask, you do it on another dimension. Another liter dimension. Literally. Yeah. You know, and you know, uh, I speak to aliens right. and, and stuff like that. You do, you, know. do you have control over when it happens or you're, are you just rather uh, a beacon, like uh, an instrument of this great power? I'm, a, I'm a, like the spirits talk through me. I'm like a condiment. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it just happens when it happens? Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. You say you talk to aliens. Aliens of all, all forms or just specific species? The, uh, the uh, Triceratops, I don't know if you've heard of them. They were old alien species. They're no longer on this planet. Right. Uh, the Triceratops. Uh, they're a horny group. Right. Uh, primarily... Uh, do, you do you think you are able to communicate with them because of your, your past, your maybe horny past? Uh, well, you know, it's ironic that you say that because my animal spirit is that of an elk. So I could see why the horniness came to see so you're an intuitive yourself. See, don't everyone has it in them. You know, you're not on the fifth dimension. You may be second dimension, but you know, you have it. I recognize. I recognize. So you you're you're in training. You're in training. I'm in training. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, you got a few more years this, and this, you're going to be good. You're going to be good. Is, you could be my protege. There's nothing I would love more than to be the protege. You could be my Watson to my Sherlock Holmes. Is there any way I could accelerate that by maybe maybe huffing some pesticides, maybe inducing some sort of some sort of state? 
Huffing paint, I recommend because mm-hmm. you get the results quicker. Pesticides is a slow death. You know, over time you'll achieve it, but you gotta it's you gotta build up to copious amounts. Paint, lead paint. Lead, oh, lead paint is really good. If it wasn't for lead paint, I wouldn't be who I am today. Right. So you attribute that to? Oh, it's incredible. Right. And you know the government. See the government. They don't want me talking to you, the or your, or your the Illuminati doesn't want me talking to you, or to your listeners. Um, and I'm trying to get lead paint back where right. it belongs for the kids. It was, by the way, my favorite chip, lead paint, was beige. Delicious. It's like a sun chip. You're trying to bring all these things back: uh, lead paint, uh, DDT. Yeah, from- DDT was so good. Yeah. Oh, it, 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 you got rid of the pestilence. And, you know, yeah, listen, people got ill. I get it. But, you know, what is sickness really? Self-discovery. It gives you an opportunity. How many times you get sick? Is Why? Because your body breaks down. And that means you need to rest and reflect. And then you know what? When you when you overcome your disease, ah, you have a new outlook on life, right? It's refreshing. Amen. Amen yeah. to that. Yeah. Or namaste. Namaste. All or do of you, that. All of the religions encompass, is it even a religious thing or more spiritual what you do? Listen, uh, I all people, I, I am myself a religion. I myself am a cult of personality. Uh, so, but, you know, all religions are spiritual. Even if you're not religious, you're spiritual. Even if you're an atheist, that's even the belief. You know, that's even a, a, a dogma. They have, everyone has rules. So, yes. So to me, they're inseparable, religion and spirituality, inseparable. Only a child would try to separate it. Would you describe, because they say ignorance is bliss, right? Mm-hmm. Now you know this is your path. Now you know this is what you ha- would have to do. And and do you sometimes wish you could just be an average second dimension uh, man, do you, or do you see it as a as a blessing or a curse? This great gift that you have. Listen, it's it's a blessing and a gift. Uh, listen, it's taken a toll on my relationships. I it's very hard for me to. Uh, I'm I'm without family. I'm without child that I'm aware of. Uh, you know, taking. You know, meeting people and engaging in risky, unhealthy behaviors at night, at the wee hours of the dawn, drinking to excesses so I could just have the strength to go on and teach again the next day, finding myself sometimes disheveled on the gutter, picking myself up again and going back. and ref- So, yeah, it, it, but this is what I do and I love it. When you love something... You do it. So you love it. That's what I'm yeah. trying to get to. So you don't re- you don't regret um, seeing the light and, and evolving to the status. But, it's- uh, without pain, there is no pleasure. You know? Like I said, when in Rome, do the Romans. Do the Romans. So in other sense, you, you don't wish ever to go back. Now that you've now that you're the Tommy Lama, there there is no going back in a sense. There's no going back. So and this you- is a hypothetical that's not even worth answering because it's not gonna happen. But you can't even go there in your brain just just to... I mean, if I could go back, but then that's not my purpose. Then you're unfulfilled. Right. I'm fulfilled now, you know, several diseases later. Tell me about when you walked into the studio here. Did you sense any energies? Does this place need any sort of cleansing? Uh, There are apparitions with us right now as we speak. Unfortunately, I did not bring my tool bag with me. I'm... Sort of a ghostbuster. I uh, usually carry a 
a shaman bag. I, I, you may have seen it, mm-hmm. where I have uh, spiritual underwear to protect our sacral chakra because these spirits are horny. And you need protection down there. For those who are not familiar with the sacral chakra, this is uh, where your sexual energy is derived. It's For the men, it's uh, halfway between your navel and your chi. Ladies, the chia. And some ladies, the chia pet. Um, so, yeah, you gotta. You don't want uh, unwanted advances made on you. here. Right. And there are spirits here that are uh, sinister, yes. So I didn't bring my chime. I didn't bring my symbols I, I, I'm, or my singing bowl uh, or my tarot card. So uh, I'm going to have, I may check out. You wouldn't even know when I check out and take care of business. Right. So even without your tools, you can still handle it. Oh, I'm that good. All oh, right, I'm that good. I I know I know hand to hand combat. So why even have the tools then? Is to it, it is no, it to show people a tangible a tangible thing so they might b- believe more? Yes, it's for them. It's not for me. I don't need any trinkets. I don't, you know. But uh, I don't even have my little shaman uh, necklace on. Right, I noticed that. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I'm really naked. You're really naked. Yeah. And how does that make you feel? Once again, I don't need it. Right. It's for you. It's for me. It's for you. I want you to feel safe. And are you able to uh, just walk through life as a regular man without without those things? No, no. I'm never a regular man. Right. I'm beyond. I mean, like through other people's eyes, I guess. Yeah, I blend. I right. blend. I you don't stick out. Yeah, I'm right. like a chameleon, you know? Right. right. You talk about these horny spirits. How If someone doesn't have access to the great Tommy Lama... Yeah. Uh, and by the way, I am forever grateful for this moment right now. I, I don't think I'll ever forget it. And... Um, if someone doesn't have access to you, how how would they protect themselves against such horny spirits, against you know being violated in any sort of way? Would you even know that you're being violated by a horny spirit? Oh, yeah. They're very penetrative. Uh, that's why I sell the uh, spiritual underwear after my shows. Uh, for those who are not familiar with it, they're uh, Belladonna shorts, uh, unisex, 95% cotton, 5% love. Um, I tried each one on, so they're guaranteed to be fresh. Right. And um, so that will protect you from unwanted. Like I said, uh, if you buy those after my show, you don't have to worry about these uh, intrusive penetrations. Let's talk big picture. What What is Tommy Lama's mission? How do you see your your story unfolding? Well... I don't think I have a good ending for myself, per se, okay? I think it... Uh, you think the lead paint will finally catch up? No, unfortunately, no. There's going to be something else that puts... A, I am suffering from lead paint poisoning as we speak, but that's something else. No, there's going to be something else to put me out of my misery. Um, I, I do believe there's a hit on me. There's, uh, I have enemies. I have my rivals. Uh, you know, it, Wayne Dyer is not around, so it's not him. I, I could cross him off the list, but uh, I'm concerned about Eckhart Tolle. Eckhart Tolle has—I've heard him bad mouthing me in private. There's some audio feeds that he's not aware of. And by the way, they've been talking. The, the Illuminati, Robbins, Phil—they they—they—they they know I'm a threat. Yeah, to, because you're sort of a black black sheep of, yes, the, of this yes, this industry. Yes, you know. They hold their uh, seminars and these fancy, you know, they charge, what, $5,000, blah, 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 blah. You know, I hold, you know, when I'm not in the comedy clubs, I do my seminars in the parking lot of the Motel 6. Right. Who does that? No one, because I care about the people. 
So as much as I was saying before, people may not have uh, access to the great Tamil Lama. They, they do. I mean, you are quite accessible in that way. Yeah. You, you're, you're a light for the everyman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are, do any stories come to mind that, that, uh, that have changed you in a way that you maybe you helped somebody and it affected you? It made you realize the importance of your gift or how grand it is? Well, I had a man who was very wealthy. He had a wife. He had children. And after my work with him, he's now divorced. No children. They, they won't see him. He lost all his money because I, 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 I'm holding it for him. Uh, you know, because they're all burdens, these possessions. Your wife is a burden. Your children are a burden. They're, they're, they're responsibilities. And they're not good for you. Get rid of it. That's heaven. And now he, I, uh, the last I saw him, he was eating out of a trash can, an apple, and he says he's never been so free. So you're able to, to strip. He's living off the land. Right, living off the land. It's incredible. He's free. He's never been so happy. And so if he, since he's now living on the street, eating out of trash cans, <clears throat> mm-hmm. which is the ultimate goal for, I think, all of us. Incredible. That's, that's, that's how we start originated. We were cavemen. How, how, so you just want to bring, bring us back to that state. I want to, I want to go back to the future. Right. Yeah. And how, now let's say this person that's on the street, how would that, well, how would he have credibility in telling others? Because we are stuck in this trap of, of thinking we need money and a wife and kids. Right. If a guy off the street is trying to tell people, uh, lose all those things, trust me. How do you break through the, the stigma of, of, because it's flipped in, in reality. People think we need those things. People want to achieve those things. We're, we're taught from a young age, from school, you want to get married, you want to have a job to earn money. Why? This is, this is the brainwashing, the programming. This is the Illuminati stuff. Everything, the TVs, they're, they're reprogramming your mind. You don't even know it. It's happening. So it's society that has conditioned us to this. And I'm trying to break the code, to break through the matrix and expose it. And that's what I'm doing. So, yeah, um, I'm very persuasive. Um, you know, my sessions, uh, you know, involve sometimes drugs and... and um, other uh, hallucinogenic agents, and uh, I, I find when I when I, when they do the drugs during my sessions, it's easier to break through to them. Right, it's easier. We, we they they drop their guard. You know that's how I approach it. I mean, everyone has their own method. You know, but I think we have to. Once you lose your consciousness, I think the I can do a lot with you. You talk about maybe having a target on your back. Mm. How does that affect your day-to-day operations? Well, here's the thing. Fear is what's going to hold you back, you know? So, uh, yeah, you know, uh, listen, I've walked out of my car. It's been firebombed. You know, they missed me. It's happened. I don't talk about it on stage. I, I, st- I act like nothing happened. I do my set. Uh, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a baby. I'm not going to cry. There's no one for me to report this to. What's been the, the, uh, the targets that have been taking place uh, all my life, the attempts. I don't talk about it, but uh, no, I don't fear it because uh, I'm protected. I'm protected by my angels, my aliens. I do my hymns. I do my mantras, um, and um, I got my weaponry if I have to use it. I don't need them but I got them. And that gives me the reinsurance to go through. 
you know, someone wants to take an attempt on my life, I got my chime, right? Right. Good luck to you, buddy. I've seen it in use. Yeah, good luck. Yeah. See what happens. See what happens. Who wins that one? Now, I, as a regular person, would I have you to go to, yeah. right? Yes. If I need that comfort, if mm-hmm. I need that, you know, reassurance, if I need to strip myself of all earthly possessions and regress to my natural state. But who does Tommy Lama have, or the Tommy Lama rather, to go to? Is it? Do you have an outlet of of comfort, or is it yourself? Well, I've put together a team. Uh, a team of you know like how a president has a cabinet mm-hmm. I have even like Caesar had his uh, senate his what do they call it it's like a, you have your advisors you have your uh, you guys that you consult with because that's the sign of true genius finding people who may be even smarter than you in certain areas of specialties so I have my numerologist I have my Kabbalist, I have my uh, shaman, I have, you know, who was just recently released from prison, uh, I got my uh, faith healer, snake handler, so I got all this cabinet going on, and uh, it's incredible, so yes, so I have a bunch of guys that, it's, it's like a fellowship. Right. Yeah. It's and like that's, a fellowship. That kind of completes, completes well, like superheroes, you, you know? Right. Yeah. Superheroes. Everyone right. has their own powers. Like a council. Just that I'm, I'm like Mr. Fantastic, you know? Right. Yeah. So you're you're you would be the head of it. Yeah. I'm like Richard Reed. It's incre- I'm a scientist and I can stretch. I hear oh, the Fantastic yeah, Four. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There we go. I make references. Now do you are you ever able to tap into Tommy Savitt, the human, the 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 devolved the Oh, there are videos of this devolvement back, right. you know, my old act mm-hmm. uh, where I talk about women, you know, I would say things like, you know, a lot of these guys will get you pregnant and stay with you after. I would never do that. Why should you have to take care of the both of us? You know, I was a heathen. I was a heathen. But you see, even in my Neanderthal form, I was still giving advice. I just didn't realize I was using my power for evil instead of for good. Right. I was teaching men how to master women. And not always for the best, not always for the good. Let's talk about the human, uh, the, your, your Neanderthal version of yourself, if you will, Tommy Savitt, for a little bit. He he was, I guess you were, but he he was mm-hmm. born in Brooklyn. Yes. And um, and in another life, he was a law student. Is that correct? Yes. So he he kind of saw a different path. Yeah, he was after the money, after the the riches, mm-hmm. after the women, mm-hmm. after the material possessions. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Can we explore that a little bit? Can yeah. we talk about the human? We, we can talk part about of it? anything. All right, I I just want to know both of you because we're getting to know the Tommy Lama. Yeah, uh, as this enlightened being that you are, and I feel it again. I'm mm-hmm. I'm holding back the tears. I'm on the verge. I don't doubt your veracity. And I hope I hope you wouldn't judge if if I did let loose. And, I think you should. It's release. Uh, okay. It's cathartic. It might happen before the end of the show. But but again, I have these because I'm only you know uh, second dimension. I have these restrictions, these social barriers that prevent me from opening up fully and crying with you, weeping. There's nothing I would love more than to weep and be held by the Tommy. That's a man. A man is vulnerable. And I think actually, while I'm saying it, uh, I'm evolving a little bit because even just to admit it is a, a big it's step. It's a big for step. Me. 
But let's talk about Tommy Savitt. The, who, who do you refer to him at all? Do you ever think of him? They, uh, the, I would call him as Hey Tommy. Hey Tommy. Hey Tommy. Hey Tommy. Because it hurts to say Tommy Savitt to hear it. it, 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 it hey Tommy's nicer. It's in the gloss. Right. You know, just for me. Okay. Thank you. For you. We'll refer to yeah. him as, as Hey as, Tommy. As Hey Tommy. Yeah. Absolutely. I just wanted to, uh, to get to know that side because it is part of your journey, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, if you believe that that this is a, you know, everything's planned out, everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. Hey, Tommy was was supposed to happen to you, that chapter of your life. Yes, painful. So painful, but I'd like to explore that with you, just so the listener can know your background and, and how you came about and, and how off you were. Mm-hmm. Off, you know, you were completely uh, headed in an opposite direction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, hey, Tommy, grew up in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Tell me what that was like. Well, uh, Brooklyn was a place where I've been exposed to many cultures, mostly salmonella. And uh, it was a rough neighborhood. Which uh, part of Brooklyn? Canarsie, Brooklyn. And, uh, you know, uh, g- guns weren't the weapon of the day, nor was it chimes yet. It was baseball bats for enforcement purposes. A lot of mobster kids running around the muck. Everyone has an accent, whether you're Jewish, Italian, or black. We all talk the same. Uh, so, uh, you know, it's a specific uh, attitude. And it's a tough neighborhood. It was uh, dog-eat-dog, and I recommend anyone going to Brooklyn, bring your steak and knife. I mean, bring your knife and fork. And um, uh, it was, and then, uh, but I made something out of myself. Did that shape you at all? I'm, made me not a quitter. Fight to the death. Go for the jugular. Take out the kneecap. You know? That kind of motto. You know? Um, let your balls hang. That kind of thing. And uh, I decided to go to law school because I, my mother wanted me to uh, do something with my life. Um, and then uh, I decided that in order for me to be happy... The only way I could be happy is if I made my mother unhappy. And I think that's the quote that people should leave today. Make your parents unhappy. And then you can live your life and be free of the chains of the traditional path that you're supposed to go for your dream is what I'm saying. Well, yeah, I mean, that's great advice because they say, you know, to, to be a truly great artist or great in anything, really, you can't care what other people think at all. You just have to do it. With full conviction. But I think that starts at your parents. If you don't care what your parent thinks, hence if you make them unhappy, I think you truly You're will on the be path. happy. You're on the path. You're on the right path. You're on the right path. Break your mother's heart is my message. And has, hey, Tommy, go to law school. Yes. And then he leaves law school? No, Tommy uh, graduates law school. Graduates law Tommy school. Tommy is licensed in New York and Connecticut. Has a practice in Flushing, Queens. And Tommy leaves it to pursue his dream of stand-up comedy. Wow. Leaves how, it all. How many years in law? Uh, did, did like How many years into the practice? Probably, I wouldn't say, it wouldn't be, well, even while I was pursuing, uh, I was still doing law on the side, uh, as a, you know, at per diem work, so I could focus on my comedy. So I could achieve headliner status at right. Absolute Comedy Club. Right. 
and here you are. How and, many? And, and then how, now I could, you know, I've made it. How many years ago was that? The practice. Oh, the practice was probably uh, twenty years ago, ish esque, give mm-hmm. and take. How did you find, financially speaking? Which again, I know this is beyond the Tommy Lama, but for others that are still burdened with this sort of thing. How much did you find the, uh, the, the, was there a big transition financially as an earner, uh, someone that has its own, his own uh, law practice to stand-up comedy? Yes. Uh, stand-up is the truest form of living off the land that we spoke of. Um, so the reason I was able to convey that message to that millionaire is because that's the life I live. And I was able to break through them through the hallucinogenics as well. I'm not, you know, and the uh, subtropic other elements that I put into his drink. Um, uh, I know that life and how pleasurable it is to not earn money, to maybe get a buffalo wing at the end of the night by the club owner. Um, and, and if you put sauce on it, it's even a plus. And you know what that teaches you? Gratitude. Gratitude. What does illness stem from? Lack of gratitude. That's why, I'm, That's why. yeah, I, I'm infected as, you, as I stand before you, but I'm still kicking. Still Cause kicking. Gratitude. Because I have nothing. Yes. When you have nothing, yes. you have everything. You have everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, and I have nothing. And, I mean, I, c- I couldn't be more thrilled to be sharing this uh, moment with you. I can't I begin to, to tell you how happy I am that I don't have the burden of a wife, of a beautiful wife, the responsibility to take care of her, um, children, uh, money, work. Because what, what happens? What happens when you have your beautiful wife? What happens when you have your beautiful children and you have all the money you need and you have the picket fence in your house, right? You're worried about how to make her happy. She's looking, she's cheating on you. She's cheating on you. Your kids hate your guts. They're doing drugs, right? They're, they're, they're dropping out of school, right? And you're worried about paying the mortgage, right? And then you're, you're dead at 40, uh, chain smoking and die on the lawn with the heart attack while your uh, wife is banging the mailman. Is that how you get through to people? Is that how you get I give to- the story. I give the story of the fantasy. Right. The fantasy has a tragic, tragic ending. Right. Tragic ending. Aside from the hallucinogens, yes. is that what you'll paint? Is that pit? What the is that the picture you'll paint for somebody oh, that yeah, their absolutely. wife is definitely cheating on them? That their kids definitely oh, hate them? Oh, you're gonna get. By the way, okay. Sometimes your wife doesn't cheat on you. Or that, and by the way, I'm not being gender specific here. This goes for the listen. I'm not even like this. Is not a woman thing. I'm 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 just using the man because that's the figurative we're using right now. It's nothing to do with. I'm not being. But here's the thing. But we're, we're talking from. Let's just take. Let's take the male. Who cares? Right. But uh, uh, the uh, no no. But your spouse's eyes are wandering. It's all about opportunity, and the females always have the opportunity. Yeah, they oh, they I, have they have the advantage. They walk through life with the opportunity. They always think they could do better. Right. Unlike the man. The man will settle. The woman always thinks she could, even though she, she may have not accomplished anything in her life. It's a sense of entitlement. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you're here, you're here to release. Women don't love you. Never. They never will. Women don't love you. Right. They just, they'll honor you, but they don't love you. So do you find that the people, your, your students, if you will, your, your pupils, I guess, are they mainly male? No. Um, well, 
When I was doing the Hey Tommy and giving relationship advice, yes, the males liked me. Women would spit on me, but that, that that's something else, you know. But now um, I'm really reaching out. The women are really, um, it's the tide has turned. It's now, um, I'm getting more and more uh, women adherents. Because I talk the yoga talk. I know I know what they want, you know. I talk chakra top, sh- chakra shop. And you know, this, this is this is what I was talking about earlier. It's such a it's such a perfect day and age for the Tommy Lama because we're inundated with. I mean, you go into any indigo or chapters, and it's you know walls and uh, seas of of self help books and such. Is that something an avenue you'd like to explore? Would you like to have a book? Well, I have books. Do you, do you, have you, books? you were uh, the, oh, the, the cellophane the prophecy. Cellophane prophecy. That's right. How to wrap things up and keep things fresh. And do you are those available for sale? Oh, I just have the covers. I, I you know I just sell them right now. The covers. The book will come. Just install. Just pay. You, that's why I, I I you pay by installment. You pay by the, installment. yeah yeah. The pages will come. Right. But right now you're buying the cover. Right. I mean that's that makes sense because a lot of you'll hear a, a lot of great uh, songwriters they start with a title. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you know, when I'm inspired, I'll, I'll give you a page. Right. And you know, the pages will be you'll, you'll get like a page a month. They'll flow they'll, they'll flow they'll, the way yeah. they flow. Yeah, yeah. However, maybe I'll give you 3 pages. I don't know. You can't I mean and maybe I'll not- stop the book at 5 I, when I when it's done. You know when it, when it's I I, don't, I can't predict that. Right. You can't predict yeah. that. Even though you can predict the past, as you say, I can. But that's not the past. That's the future. Right. That's the future. Right. I can't predict inspiration. Yes. That's something else. That's creative. Yeah, that's creative. The, the past I could predict, and the future I could predict, but not the creative is something else. It's to be told. Tell me a little bit about the transition from Hey Tommy to the Tommy Lama. Uh, you know, was it met with resistance by friends, family, by audience members, by fans? Because you used to do this act that you said uh, was was you know a little geared towards womenizing. Yeah. How do you? It's such a juxtaposition. It's such a contrast from that to this yin and yang. Yeah. How do you bring that about? Is it a complete transformation? Do you go from a brand new act on stage from scratch, or do you pepper it into the Hey Tommy act with little you know moments of enlightenment within there to eventually the point where it builds into this great thing? I had to pepper it, but yeah. then you're getting this uh, uh, mishmash. This pull. You're getting push, this mishmash. Pull, you're right, push, right, yeah. Pull. So it's not a, a you know, and um, you, here's the thing. With the Hey Tommy uh, comedy act, I won uh, two of the biggest stand, uh, comedy competitions back to back: the Seattle and the Boston. I didn't even mention that. I was going to mention that you won the, or Hey Tommy, rather, won the Boston Comedy Fest, uh, the Seattle Comedy mm-hmm. Competition, which are huge, mm-hmm. huge honors in mm-hmm. the comedy. And it's hard to win either of those, but yeah. to do both is an incredible feat. Also, you won the uh, Best in Comedy at the LA Comedy yeah. Festival. Mm-hmm. Or when I say you, of course, I mean the former, mm-hmm. the former you. So, so yeah. So obviously, you had a super strong act before. Yeah. So then here comes the Tommy Lama. You have the vision. You realize this is your life's purpose. So how do you transition and do you so keep it the same quality? A lot of people, a lot of people who are very, very successful, uh, uh, question this uh, business because it's a business decision. You're, you know, that I could have milked. And right off the sunset with this act, uh, but uh, and and change it at its apex. Uh, it's befuddling to some. 
and to do something new. And that's, you know, because what happens? Uh, you club owners don't like it. They like what they like. Um, some are open to it. So you put your at risk for uh, failure. Right. And losing, and, and losing, losing fans. Right. You're losing fans. fans too. People right. that don't like it. And you know what? You're not at full, you're not at full development yet for your new uh, endeavor. That's right. Uh, so you're not at your powerful. So it can't compete with your, your former act. However, I am very happy to say that I won this year's Ventura Comedy Festival with the Tommy Lama. So Amazing. it's a step in the right direction. Yeah. And, and did you at times think, you know, because you, you think of all the great leaders, you know, um, you know, the Tommy Lama, Jesus Christ. At, mm. at times they felt maybe like giving up on mm-hmm. everything has that happened to you i'm at a point of no return mm-hmm. there's there is no there's nothing to give up well i mean you know that now yes but when you first started making the transition and and showing the world your gift because you knew it you had mm-hmm. it obviously but it takes some convincing i mean you have to convince you know uh, waves seas of people that that this is the right thing for you did you at times think maybe i should just keep the hey tommy and just be burdened with knowing uh, my gift, but not maybe sharing it with the world. That is, I have no regret. I had no regret. Um, you knew you were on the right path. You I knew. Right I thing. knew this is this is it for me. Uh, this, I, I, you know, the funny thing is, I enjoyed the old act. Don't get me wrong. I had a lot of fun, but this uh, is on another level for me. Right. So, and it's more fulfilling and it's more fun and more interesting. Uh, there are aspects that I do miss with the old act that I wish ha- this act had. Like which part? The, uh, the, the, uh, Malkavian, Mal- Mal- uh, how do you say that? Malkavian, Malkavian, um, Nashville, Ma- what's, what's that guy? The guy that was always, uh, the Cheshire Cat uh, smiles. Yeah, yeah, okay, the, right. Yeah. The um, the uh, swagger, hot shoddy. Uh, I, I still have that, but it's different. It's right. not, but aimed at the ladies and the swagger and the uh, the sexiness feel esque, you know, to it. I do miss that. I do miss. It. it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Did did that did that garner? Did you? Meet a lot of women doing that yeah, act. I mean, you're, you're this ironically, ironically, I did. I, yeah. Despite myself, I did. Ironically, <laughs> I did. It was a, it was a treasure trove. Yeah, it really was. So making that transition, it was a it bad. Wasn't. It was a bad. You know, it was a badass. Yeah. You know, it was an idiot. But uh, I mean, now that I look back at it, I was, you know, right. using my powers. So I call myself an idiot. But right. at the time, I thought I was doing a great service. You know, but yeah, it was a great, it was a treasure trove. It was incredible. What about people in the industry, uh, maybe like like veterans of the game, as yourself that you came up with, saw you having the success with the Hey Tommy Act, uh, uh, the, maybe the purists, uh, if you will, in the industry. What what were they thinking or saying in the transition when you were starting with the Tommy Lama? Well, I don't think the Lama has seen the light of day yet. Uh, very, f- he is about to surface in a big way. I got some upcoming events coming up. I don't want to say anything cause I don't want to jinx, but, uh, starting this year, certain opportunities have uh, unfolded for the llama that has never opened up 
for Hey Tommy. So, um, and something, a huge splash may be made this year. Right. And it'll be uh, posted. I'm not, you know, it may not be this year. It could be a delay. Sometimes the galaxy delays you to become better. And so I could put more teachings into my workshop. Hey Tommy, Jewish? Hey Tommy is universal. But but before the the Tommy oh, uh, Lama, yes yeah. yes yes Jewish so you say make your mother unhappy uh, your parents unhappy which is the worst thing you could do did did that when you converted to you know the universal yeah if you will correct were you kind of shunned by your family was there any sort of backlash as to because you were kind of uprooting your your Jewish roots and and going. You know this universal route where it's it sees all as one. It's the equivalent of how some parents react when your child comes out of the closet. Right. You know, it's not always met with a with a praise and uh, acceptance. Right. So it's a, it's a similar pathway. What would happen now if you were to meet a beautiful wife? Wouldn't wouldn't that go against your teachings? Yes. And yes. So will you have to always? Turn away, uh, turn a blind eye, or turn... If I want to serve the people. Right. Once I... So you're married to the people. In a I'm sense. married to the people. Once I fall prey to a beautiful wife, and it's 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 a trap. It's 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 the, the, the Illuminati trying to... That's what they do. By the way, uh, the Mossad, the Israeli Mossad, uh, a lot of times they would uh, have their... Uh, targets killed by a beautiful woman they would have a, a beautiful woman hit on the guy and she would slit the throat in the bedroom that's what they do they're good at what they do and uh, i'm aware you see the difference is i'm cognizant and uh that's why i would only be with an ugly woman right so in a sense you'll always have your guard up mm-hmm. so if if what if a, a beautiful woman is is struck by your you know your light and your your power and your your energy. Mm-hmm. What if a beautiful woman? Because it, it it happens. You're a good looking guy. You do have that that confidence. Uh, it's maybe geared towards better than it was with your previous act. But what if someone genuinely organically falls for you, and she happens to not be ugly, but beautiful? Will you? Just have your back up against the wall and think for sure it's Illuminati. How will you? How will you decipher? Because they are good, the Illuminati. Let's they're let's be clear. Very good. They're, they're very good at what they do. So how would you decipher that if it was to happen? Is that something you ever think of, or you just kind of are committed Listen, to the people? It happens to me all the time. Not all the time. Not all the time. But it's happened to me. Uh, the Illuminati will set me up with a beautiful woman after a show. And, uh, or, you know, send him to my bedroom, um, knock on the door. You know, it's happened. And they try to set me up. And uh, I'm aware, you know, I, I just, uh, I don't make myself available. I don't. Uh, so to all the unattractive people out there, you, ha- you have a shot with me. What if the Illuminati hears this and they send unattractive women your way? You see, that's the problem with doing your show. And that's why I was a little... Uh, I, I, I had second thoughts coming here. Because now, you're right. I just opened up a can of worms. We just put it out there. You just put it out there. Now, I, I'm going to have to probably go celibate. Right. Because I'm, of yeah, this because show. Of, yeah, because of this show now. I just revealed uh, too much. I revealed too much. And that was going to be in my book, in the Cellophane Prophecies, about the Illuminati, how they set you up a beautiful woman. To knock you out. But uh, now, all right. 
Okay, well, there's that. There's celibate, there's that. celibate forever now because of the Julian Dion Comedy Hour podcast. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe maybe it's you can see it as being celibate because of the show, or you can see there or the people listening can now see that this show did a great service to them because now you'll full, fully be committed to them forever. It's true. It's true. And now, what do you think? What if the Illuminati sends an attractive or unattractive uh, girl your way? Can you not just have fun for a couple nights and then be be on your way or do you think they're that good that the woman would infiltrate you and you'd be you'd be trapped let me make you aware of a pandemic that's out there and this is a true this is very true we're not talking we're talking second dimension stuff here uh just two weeks ago it was uncovered in the daily news and i'm not making this up this is and i never make anything up anyway but this is in your matrix okay we're talking your matrix stuff that you're the uh basketball stars and i don't know if you read this article it came out a few weeks ago are getting blackmailed by porn stars they they uh have illicit relations with them them and these basketball stars are married and these porn stars are setting them up they're capturing the dna they're taking photos whatever and they're getting paid millions of dollars to shut up okay so they're and and they're relentless like and you know i'm sure it affects their game because their woman could turn on the, the porn star could turn on them in any sec, any second and unravel their life that they they try to create so um i'm very aware of this but being so man- this this one night one night stands that right. you speak of uh are they really one night stands or they're setting me up yeah, because I, and in that same article, they say even if the the basketball player uses a condom, it doesn't matter. He could use a condom. They could he could throw it out, and they'll fish that. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, oh, so you read this article? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm very so you're very astute. Well, you know, I try to be, and um, but being a man that lives of the earth, mm-hmm. a man of no possessions, yes. as yourself, none. What what do you fear they could come get for you? Like a basketball player that makes you know fifty million dollars over just a mere couple years. Sure, they'll they'll extort him for money. Mm-hmm. But in your case, what would they come after? You don't understand. A basketball player is just a proxy of the system. They, they're they a slave to the money. They're a slave. Uh, I'm, th- I'm a threat. I had a message to people to wake up. So they want me out. Uh, the government, the Illuminati... And the and the elite, so uh, I'm a different cat. Now, when you mentioned earlier about this rich man that you uh, you helped, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you helped see the, the light. You said he has no more money because you hold on to it. Yes. So, what do you do with that money? Well, um, I'm holding it in escrow, and uh, I he has it in his uh, will that it'll go to me upon and i will uh do with the money what i feel is correct you know at the time uh you know certain charities that may go to my organization so i could spread the word around more and then be more effective more more parking this way i could get more like nicer park maybe like the super eight right you know move up and get more people in advertising so yeah so basically you would go to charity where can people? Uh, we're gonna go for the close here again. I can't uh, thank you enough. I'm, I'm in the presence of greatness. Mm. I know it. Uh, I feel it. 
deep deep within my core. Mm-hmm. It's either that or a heartburn. I'm not sure, but regardless, mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. something happening inside sure. me. Sure. All right. Uh, I had pizza for breakfast, mm-hmm. and I, I shouldn't ever. Uh, where can people find you? Would you like to to? I mean, this is this is. Well, no, it's not really going down to the second um, dimension because you need to to spread the word. So, would you plug things? I would like- love to. Uh, I would like to tell your fans that they can find me on my website. That it's, it's TommyLama.com. and llama, not like the animal, but like the Dali. Right, L A M A L A M A dot com. And what they could do is, uh, I have a newsletter that's free, and uh, you get monthly advice from me. And it also shows you my my dates, but you could always go on my calendar to get a more accurate depiction. But you get a feel because things add, you know get added and removed, and uh, you can subscribe for free to my circle of love. And um, my Twitter handle is at Tommy Savitt, where I give uh, thoughts of the day. Uh, Tommy Savitt is uh, spelled Tommy S A V as in Victor I T T. The first T is silent. Um, Unfortunately or fortunately, I've reached capacity on Facebook. However, you could still be, go on my fan page, which is the Tommy Llama on Facebook, and I have jokes for the masses. Yeah, you're very good at, uh, I was telling you at the club on Tuesday, you're, the, you're an excellent, excellent joke writer, and in that short form, especially to uh, online. So do that. Uh, like the, the Tommy Llama Facebook page. Follow at Tommy Savitt on Twitter. Go to Tommy Llama. Dot com join the newsletter and look for for this guy live trust me you want to be in the presence of this greatness he shifts he manipulates energies and you feel you just feel better about your life about the outcome of things and it's just a weight lifted off your shoulder i've been in audiences uh, that you've you've performed at also uh, all of this week the tommy llama will be headlining absolute comedy here in toronto and uh, do yourself a favor go check it out next week kingston Kingston. Absolute comedy in Kingston. And then the two weeks following after that. Ottawa. Ottawa. Uh, so be sure, uh, Canadian listeners in Toronto, Kingston, and Ottawa to check out the great Tommy Lama. Gentle sir, namaste. Namaste. I cannot thank you enough. And uh, watch your head. Such a beautiful waste of time. Waste of time. Oh, yeah. There it is. Another one in the books. Went. It's a little more mellow, huh? This waste of time now. It's a little renewed energy. A little more relaxed, if you will. A little less angst, if I may. That's why I went with this version of Waste. Thank you to my guests, the great Tommy Lama. Thanks to you for listening always. I appreciate you. Remember to email the show pod at jdcomedyhour.com. Remember to follow on Instagram and Twitter at JD Comedy Hour. Like the Facebook page, facebook.kizom slash JD Comedy Zizzle. I just did JD Comedy Hour. Forget that. I'll edit that out. I probably won't. I'll leave it in. Uh, yeah, I just hope you're good. I hope you got a lot out of this interview because I sure did. I'm so relaxed now. My God, I'm gonna stop talking so you can enjoy the rest of this fantastic song. Enjoy your weekend. I'm out of the country for the next week, so new episodes returning on April 12th. 
Tuesday, April 12th, the day before the Julian Dion Comedy Hour live shows at Via Norte Restaurant. That kicks off on April 13th, so be sure to come out at 9.38. College Street, College in Dovercourt here in Toronto. But in the meantime, uh, watch your head. A waste of time. A beautiful waste of time. It's just a waste of time. A beautiful waste of time. Time. It's just a waste of time